Weight loss surgery, is that right for you? We're going to talk about that next on Scope Radio. Access to our experts with in-depth information about the biggest health issues facing you today. The Specialists with Dr. Tom Miller is on The Scope. Hi, I'm here today with Dr. Eric Volkman. He's a bariatric surgeon and a professor of surgery here at the University of Utah. Eric, we talked a little bit on our last talk about uh, body mass index and the scales of, of weight gain associated with overweight or obese. Can you talk a little bit about when one might want to consider bariatric surgery and under what circumstances? Well, most insurers, including uh, Medicare and Medicaid, start uh, approving bariatric surgery at a body mass index of 35 kilograms per meter squared with a weight-related medical problem such as diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, osteoarthritis, obstructive sleep apnea, things like that. Could, could you give an example of what that would look like for a person that was maybe 5'10"? Uh, someone 5'10", I wouldn't be able to tell you the exact weight, but what I can tell you is you, most of us have become so immune to um, the fact that obesity and overweight is all around us that you wouldn't think that someone with a body mass index of 35 would qualify for surgery. They don't look like someone we, we typically consider morbidly obese. Um, and then if you have a body mass index of 40 or higher, um, you do not need a weight-related medical problem to qualify for surgery. Those criteria came from a 1991 NIH consensus conference statement on gastrointestinal surgery for obesity. And at that time, what uh, they thought was that once you reach those body mass indexes um, at 35 with a medical problem or 40 and higher, that the risk of being at that weight outweighed the risk of surgery, which is uh, nowadays, you know, almost 25 years later, much safer and easier to perform um, and they also thought that um, your chance of achieving long-lasting weight loss without surgery was relatively low. Is that still true that your chance of weight loss without surgery is relatively low? For instance, what percentage of patients who would go undergo a weight loss plan uh, would be effective five years out, would actually lose the right amount of weight just by paying attention to exercise and diet? Very low. What we see with our patients who come into clinic that most of them have tried to lose uh, weight on at least five to ten separate occasions. And it's not the fact that patients can't lose weight. They do, sometimes 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds. Uh, but then they end up regaining the weight and then some. So you'll see this uh, oscillating, fluctuating weight where it goes up and down with an overall upward trajectory. And what we're trying to do is, is stop that and allow patients to lose weight and keep it off. So bariatric surgery is really the most durable, best, long-lasting form of weight loss that we have in, in the current day and age. One of the things I might ask is in the long run after bariatric surgery, what sort of outcomes do people expect? I mean, do they keep the weight off at five years? I mean, what are we, what are we looking at there? Yeah, I, I compare it to having a, a bad meal in a restaurant. You know, everyone notices, uh, you know, the person who has had weight loss surgery and regained the weight, much like the person who's had a bad meal at a, at a restaurant is very vocal about it. Uh, but people who do well with weight loss surgery often keep it to themselves. The majority of patients lose the majority of the weight and keep it off. So what is the majority of the weight? Uh, we talk about excess body weight loss, and that's the uh, percentage of weight that you lose above your ideal body weight. So everything above your ideal body weight is your excess body weight. So for gastric bypass, patients on average lose about 60 to 80% of their excess body weight. For, so for someone who's 100 pounds overweight, that means they'll lose 60 to 80 pounds. 200 pounds overweight, 120 to 160 pounds. With sleeve gastrectomy, the average excess body weight loss is about 50 to 70% excess body weight loss. So a little bit less than what we see with gastric bypass. Gastric bypass has been around since 1967. So we know a lot about weight loss surgery. 
the sleeve gastrectomy, um, you know, has not been around for as long, although it, it seems to be uh, close to gastric bypass, um, but we don't have as much information on long-term outcomes in terms of durability. But we know it is very good with gastric bypass, and it seems to be somewhat similar with vertical sleeve gastrectomy. Well, if you look at gastric bypass five years out, would you say that the majority of people who have had that surgery are able to keep that uh, 40 to 60% weight off? Mm-hmm. Well, in my practice here, you know, we're about, you know, four to five years in and it seems like, you know, about 90% of our patients that's keep great. the weight off. That's really great. It is uh, a forced lifestyle change. And that's what I tell patients that the operation will help them to eat less and stay full between meals. Uh, the people who are the most successful though are the ones who eat properly and exercise. Um, it requires uh, really a lifestyle modification. Uh, any of the operations can be overcome by emotional eating, uh, uh, eating for reasons other than hunger, stress, anxiety, depression, boredom, inactivity. So when I see patients who've regained weight, they often have started consuming sugary beverages or Small eating meals when they're stre- yeah. frequently. Yeah, they'll start just kind of eating kind of throughout the day and oftentimes making poor food choices. Well, this leads me to the the discussion that that when people come to see you, you have a whole program designed for them prior to them ever having surgery that's focused around their eating habits, improving their healthy eating. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, here at the University of Utah, we're really committed to um, not only having great short-term outcomes, but we want patients to do well in the long term. And that means uh, staying healthy and keeping the weight off. Uh, part of staying healthy means taking vitamins and minerals regularly after surgery. All of these surgeries require that you take a multivitamin once to twice a day and calcium with vitamin D three times a day. So although patients generally improve their health and get off medications, they still need to take vitamin and mineral supplements, and they need to be followed for life. So this is a commitment. Uh, it's certainly not an easy way out. Talk to any patients, they'll tell you it's not easy, but they're glad that they they did it and would do it again. TheScopeRadio.com is University of Utah Health Sciences Radio. If you like what you heard, be sure to get our latest content by following us on Facebook. Just click on the Facebook icon at TheScopeRadio.com.